Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to Socially Savvy. I am your host, LB Duchess. It has been over seven years since we aired our first show and now we're back. Broadcasting live from Sweet Lounge here in the heart of Bellevue, downtown Bellevue at the Hyatt. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with guest host Tracy Klink-Roth of Power of She and Venice is Sinking, to name a few things. Yes. <laughs> Shelly Bennett, Lydia Roundtown, brand builder and people connector. Yep, that's me. And then Jason Rendon, culinary and food guy. I don't know really what else to say. I mean, everything you do is like wrapped up in that. <laughs> Hello. Today's show is brought to you by Sweet Lounge and um, Sparkling Ice. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be redefining uh, social, what it means to be socially savvy today, uh, and getting to, into definitions for what that is. Uh, we researched through both dictionary, uh, Webster's Dictionary, and Urban Dictionary, and it will be quite interesting to see how these all play out. Um, in the research, I was giggling quite a bit because there's definitely a, uh, a, a common thread, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, yeah, you're going to hear me stumble a little bit because it's been two years. Really? <laughs> it's a little strange, but we're going to jump into having everybody kind of say a little bit about you, uh, what you're currently doing, and where people can find you. Let's start with Tracy, since you were one of the original hosts. Okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Elvie, firstly, for inviting me back. Of course. two years. I can't believe it was seven years ago that you started it. Yeah, right? do you remember where? Give me a minute. Was it at Santa? Yes, it was. Yeah. At the piano bar. At the piano bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what am I doing? I, as much as things change, things stay the same, too, right? I am doing Chick Chat, the female forward marketing research firm. Um, that has left a little bit, and I started something in 2018 called The Power of Shape, which is all about giving exposure to women on businesses and encouraging people to more women on businesses. And then I, you know, I'm still doing a event, which is big parties like Venice Shaking and the Gatsby Party, and I just did a New Year's Eve party. So yeah, that's fine. You're always got your hand in some of the most fun social things out there. I love it. I'd like to that. Alrighty, so we'll just keep working around the table, Mr. Jason Rendon. Hey there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun over the last few years. How are you guys? Fantastic. Right. My name's Jana. I've got over two weeks Fantastic. I guess what we're going to do is we're going to bounce right into our first tasting. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> so this is going to be Shake and Chill's vodka, and then we do a house-made cheese sweeten up a little bit, but we're really showcasing the fruit itself, so that's a garnish lychee, I brought a couple extras, and then a little bit of fresh harvest. Fantastic. Thank you. So, as um, it went the very first time we started the show, we started with on-air wine tasting. Um, that was that was out of stress, and it just, it locked into the show. It, it made everything better, and what you know, what's more social than drinking? Exactly. I mean, and it doesn't matter if you're drinking wine, a martini, or lemonade. So thank you, Sweet Lounge, for providing such fantastic drinks. Again, this is one of their uh, cocktails, their specialty cocktail. It's called the Lychee Martini. Sweet is known for their lively nightlife, delish happy hour, filled with 20-plus food items from $4 to $8, and half-off specialty drink cocktails, $4 draft beers, well drinks, and house wine. So this is the first of four of their cocktails we'll be tasting. What do you guys think? 
while I get in there. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. yeah. You can definitely take the lychee Yeah. Well, thank you again. Sweet. All right. We're moving to you, Mr. Jason. Oh, hello. Let's see here. Let him take a step, sir. Yeah. Get your drink on. That's a very delicious drink. That's very easy to drink. Uh, very good. Uh, like I was saying before, our dream showed up. Been uh, selling wine with my Seattle Wine Exchange and now doing wine tours really get involved with culinary and wine together. So we do a wine tasting, and then on a Saturday evening, we do a wine a wine food pairing. So having a blast of that in Walla Walla, Lakeland, uh, Willamette Valley, and then I just recently did one in uh, uh, the uh, up in Oregon. I'm drawing a black right now. So it's been a little blast. I don't know if I'm connected on this phone, but I hope we can handle that one. So. I think we got three mics going on here to hopefully... <laughs> You know, your first show, you're quite sure what's going to work, what's not. Like, with our first one, I don't think um, we went live until, uh, was it, I think, seven seconds before we were supposed to. I finally got everything in the show. That made for an interesting show. Running cords all over the place, yeah. behind the back. Yeah, this is much. Yeah. 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 Technology has definitely come a long way. You know, being able to use your phones and, and computers make things easy. So. All right, Miss Shelley, tell us all about you. My name is Shelley, and I have worked in Bellevue for the past 26 years. I have uh, a real job working for an amazing jewelry store called Alvin Gopard Jeweler. There's my shameless plug for the evening. Love them. <laughs> but uh, I also, my brand building business is making brands that are struggling and not doing what they should be doing better. So it's been very interesting and fun to work with uh, Clean Water Foundation, which provides water for people around the world. Uh, I have an amazing female-owned bag company called Luciano that is incredible. She's amazing. Yeah, so it's been, okay, you do know that. All right. I was like, i got to make sure you guys look up about that girl. Joy. I'm also working with an amazing uh, woman by the name of Madame Fendi of the Fendi Hearst Foundation. Really? We're very excited about that. uh, She is also a playwright and has developed a musical called Be Italian that she's bringing to Seattle. So I'm going to be working on that as well. So kind of helping these people with struggling brands bring them up to speed in the Bellevue, Seattle area. Yep. And it's amazing. The people you know and the way that you're able to introduce people and make things click is pretty amazing. Well, thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. And with that, now that we kind of all know each other, let's see. What have I been up to? Um, Events, production, and support. Yeah, I was about ready just to move on without me. (laughs) Events, production, and support. So I've had the privilege of working with a lot of charities. you know, fashion shows, auctions, uh, doing procurement, um, golf. I produce a golf tournament. Um, I've had the privilege of working with some amazing companies like uh, Varsity Communications with Proof Washington, and uh, um, just a lot. I feel I feel very privileged to be able to work with you with Benefit Thinking. Um, so kind of all over the board. Uh, our events pages have been my my kind of cornerstone of what I was doing for the last couple of years. We have Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment, which has our largest following of almost 5,000. Uh, Socially Savvy Seattle 
Event and Entertainment, which is at 1700, and then North Seattle, Southbound, Okanagan, and Ocala are all baby pages that are getting started. So playing with that, and then also uh, started social media business kickoffs for 90 days, helping small businesses kind of get their bearings on where they need to be going, what they need to be focusing on for the first 90 days of the business. Nice. So, busy, we, as always. Yeah, I think we're all, yeah, like, there's not a person yeah. sitting at this table who's not a busy, like, got to find something mean, to do. Yeah. We got to do upward yeah. and onward, you know, some of the things you were talking about, it's like, you know, helping people both with technology and, and marketing and, and personal brand, and not just, sorry, business brand and personal brand, because that's important in today's world. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, not only do you have your, your Facebook, which new, uh, ta- new talent, new uh, partners, new jobs are looking at, LinkedIn, yeah. and there's a big yeah. Instagram, and slightly now even Pinterest. In, well, Pinterest is more kind of photos. In its, in its own realm, yeah. Well, yeah. and helping companies figure out, like, what, where do they need to be? I, I just sat down with a client, and her brand is like, she doesn't need to be on Twitter. It doesn't make any sense. It's just something else that's going to, you know, mess up time for her. So really focusing on those those social media platforms that are really going to feature your business, and you're going to get as much as what you're giving because a lot of the newer companies, there used to be when you joined tech companies, you needed a degree. Microsoft and Google have said, you don't necessarily need a degree, but what's your brand? What are you doing? Absolutely. A lot of people aren't realizing that you need to change how you act. You need to change how you interact with other people, especially yep. in today's realm, that camera's rolling. You're yeah, live. Exactly. A professional branding especially, if you have a great idea or a great product, but you're presenting it in such a way that it doesn't look either luxurious or professional or mechanical or whatever, you're losing, you're going to lose your audience within three seconds. Yeah, like you yeah. just have three seconds to make an impression. You really nail it. Audience. Right. Yep. So if it's bad, edit, delete, take it down, yep. start over. Start over. It's easy. It's funny. I was doing a seminar with a guy about resume, helping some other, uh, mentor some other young tech guys and women uh, to how to improve their, their presence. And one of the things they said on the resume when they looked at it, if you don't do a clear profile within the first five minutes, it's great you have all that experience. So if they just kind of go, yeah, okay, I want to talk to you, versus I don't know what this is, yeah. objective, yeah, that's right. nice, you know. Short, sweet, to the point. I think our presentation on things has changed so much in the last 10 years with the advent of social media and, and unfortunately, the disconnect that happened with social media that you really do have to be kind of on. I think that we're going to have to do a whole show wrapped around that. <laughs> it's definitely changed over the years. Yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Well, it's a good segue, though, into our first topic. It so. totally is. Our first topic brought to you by Yum Brigadero Brazilian Chocolate, unlike anything you've ever had. No party should dare to exist without it, but like wine, it's for any time. We'll be learning more about this delish business in the weeks to come as they prepare to launch their new product. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing we didn't mention in that last dialogue is that the importance of in-person connections. Oh, most definitely. And I think I met the owner. Yes, you did. That. Yep, the day after. Yep, she is delightful. Thanks to you. Very business savvy and, um, yeah. Very, very fun. All right, so let's see here. Let us jump in and start on our topic, our topic of redefining what social is. Socially savvy, kind of the presentation. <laughs> you know, it's, 
it is one of those, like, I debated on whether I should start off with this, but when you're starting your show off again, and that's what the name of it is, I figured I should probably cover that. Bring your name up lots. That's part of branding. Yes. Yes. So, yes. yes. <laughs> that what is socially savvy? Um, I broke it down by definition. Let me say what it is to me and kind of why I brought it up uh, as the name of my show and as kind of the cornerstone of everything I did. For us, being socially savvy was really about figuring out when you go to these different kinds of social events, how are you going to interact? We have such blurred lines that people don't have a clear idea of what the expectation is. Expectation isn't necessarily a bad thing where it's supposed to be, you know, restrictive and, and tell you so much of what you can't do as far as, you know, being true to who yourself. It's more about defining what is expected so that you can be a really good functioning um, part of the event, embrace it, and make it better, which is where the, the tagline for Socially Savvy came from, make every event better because you were there. Um, so. Oh, my God. As an event planner, <laughs> I wish. Everybody's not like you. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I decided to fire the show off again. It's, it's a tricky one. Um, Especially in, in this day and age that, you know, everybody with quality across the board, not only are you need to be careful what you say, but you need to, you know, look at you around the corner. Look what you're saying. Say yep. it appropriately. Right. Watch. You know, we're not needing to be a micro state like uh, other countries where they're trying to do this social credit. No. But you do need to be aware that the words that you say could be taken wrong. Oh, uh, definitely. There was this thing uh, two years ago, matter of fact, here where we're, we're sitting down, we're not in the show, we're just relaxing, and this happened to you. Somebody decided that it was okay to share a champagne that you had on your table. They just came up, um, opened some glass, and, and walked away like they knew you without asking anything. Yeah. And it's just happened weird. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, what does it mean to be socially savvy today? It, it means knowing how to socialize properly in each different environment you find yourself in. And one of my favorite phrases growing up was, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Again, it's not about diminishing anything about your personality, but when you're invited to a social environment, like Venice is thinking, I love using this as a perfect example, it states, you have to wear a mask. She has a place where you can buy a mask at the front. And I remember the first year or two, people would... They'd buy for the, pay their ticket, and they would come, and there'd be no mask. And she's like, I'm sorry, you need to have your mask. And, well, I paid for my ticket. It's like you're missing the point. It specifically says you have to wear a mask. If you're going to be a part of certain events, it's not so important that you understand the why of it. You just have to understand the do's of it. Because with you, the environment of everybody having a mask is essential to its success. And it always bumps me out when I see people who don't have their masks on right. because that's the whole thing. It's supposed to be, we talk about marketing and right. branding and that whole thing. It's supposed to be very mysterious and fun. And, and it's delightful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I remember the first couple of years I was taking photos at the same time and it was really hard for me to carry a mask or have a mask, you know, on my face. So I had one painted on. Right. And, you know, there's a, a way to kind of get around any kind of discomfort in any kind of event, you know, sure. clothing, whatever. But just the environment, having put it on events with, you know, corporates, you know, and being that, you know, like, you know the social committee chair a lot of times, uh, getting people to go when you're going to a formal event, that doesn't mean being. Yeah. You know, that's the come. Yeah. You know, going to your, your events and thinking, don't show up on something, you know, you don't need to go over the top. Right. Follow what's going on. Well, and I think this was really important, you know, with being socially savvy. It's, it's 
again, recognizing, okay, what's the attire? If the attire says cocktail and you're not sure what that means, you've got plenty of time from the moment you RSVP to touch base Wait, with. Let's stop there. Let's be sure we are. <laughs> oh, no, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. Trust me on this one. What do you mean by maybe? Or I think I want to go in case something comes along that's better, and maybe then I will go or maybe I won't. As a events planner for a corporation that, of course, doesn't charge for events but relies on its client base to show up, that is such a hard thing, and it's hard to even... It's a it's bad form and it happens a lot in Seattle. And oh, I think this is a it's a, almost a Seattle issue. It really is. Too. That is a long discussion we've had over the last four years where since we all put on events are we all put on, <laughs> ignore that noise. It's yeah. quite <laughs> Elby just dropped her drink. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, you guys are she on her laptop. I should uh, be drinking more, right? Yeah. A lot of it is that's the all of us have put on events, and that is the biggest issue that we have. It's like, do we plan for 100 or 200? Right. You know, we can fudge five to ten, but that's the biggest right. thing that we have. But again, that is another. Block. Oh yeah, RSVP is we, we'll do a show here in the near future on that one. Yeah. We'll do one on branding. We'll do one on yeah. the cost of running events. Oh yeah. Well, and that's you all know. wrapped up in RSVP. That's yeah. why you RSVP because people are putting money, time, energy. They're they're hiring people to do the event. They're, you know, how long do they have the DJ there for? How much food do they put out? How much? How many bottles of wine do you provide? You know, if you're going to be a host of an event, you want to be a good host. So, if you're going to be a guest of an event, be a good guest. Place set, well, place setting. Having to run around when crap. somebody yeah. doesn't RSVP or they don't show and putting people where they need to be. Yeah, it's also good. It's also good to talk about, you know. Um, that's another topic is being a good guest. Uh, me and Tracy, <laughs> Tracy and I, we had a really great discussion on social media yeah. on Facebook about, you know, people, you know, hi, can you give me some free stuff? I don't know who are you. Who, what can you right. I mean, I have no problem giving free stuff, but it's like it has to be a win-win situation. It's like, that is it, the win-win. Yeah. People have a, a hard time that, because there's been an entitled attitude of being able to get things for free without yeah. definition. You know, again, you know, I've done so much in trade, and I always try to make sure that I'm offering more than I'm asking for. Um, a lot of us here at the stable, we didn't charge a dime for the first two to four years when we entered into a social realm or into a community of people. You prove yourself. Right. You get out there, you prove yourself, you show you're a part of the community. That's where the respect comes from. Yeah, you have to be, well, you have to be an influencer, right? right? I mean, why am I going to give you two tickets to attend something if you're not going to, just because you know the DJ or you yeah. know one of the right. performers, or right. if you're not helping us sell tickets, right? Or if you're yeah. not helping introduce us to vendors that can help our brand. The trend that used to be was that, oh, I'm a blogger, I'm a social influencer. Yeah, yeah but how many first. people are following? You and if you're a blogger and 90 of your 95 followers are other bloggers, you don't have an audience. What works for me is that I've gone in there and I've actually done reviews, I've done my own blogs on different right. restaurants, yep. and then later I said, Oh, by the way, do you mind? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about right. your restaurant. They're like, Oh, I didn't know you did that. It's like, hey, next time I'll catch you up next time. And that's yep. been so helpful for me. It's like the next time I've gone in there, I don't ask for anything. They're like, Hey, I remember you from last thing, you're having extra glass of wine. You must so, get asked all the time for wine, right? I do. Yeah. People always ask me, "Do you know you can get free wine?" I'm like, "Um." And it's kind of we mentioned this on Facebook. I, lo- I hate the word free, by the way. I'm just yeah. gonna put it out there. 
I hate yeah. the word free. If you're if you're going out there and you during procurement, which I have done for years, you're going out and you're looking for demographically correct matches that is going to benefit the brand as well as the charity. That's not free. There's nothing free about that. No. That's where we that's where we should start using the word gratuity. Yep. It's it's gratitude or complimentary. You complimentary. You helped me. I want to help yeah. you. There yeah. is. There's a commonality to what we're doing. And like what you were saying, you've done due diligence. You've actually gone to the restaurant. You've yeah. seen what they've done. Yep. You've done homework. You're just not somebody out on the internet who thankfully or unthankfully is, you know, 150 followers or 150,000 followers. And they really haven't done anything it's to get is, there. That entitlement type of feeling that they have is kind of like, you know, I've done a lot of work. And sure, I could go in there and say, hey, you know, let's ask for something for free. It's like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, you know. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm helpful. And sometimes it's the, the inexperienced, uh, for lack of better words, wannabe business person, wannabe influencer. Right. They have a phone and they have a nice camera. They sit and say, hey, we can do this. It's like, well, that's great. Let's right. see your material. Let's see what you can provide. Because nowadays, everybody's got this phone. And what used to be the you stream all that, now you just put on Facebook and say, I'm streaming. Or yeah. YouTube. Right. YouTube's even easier now. Right. Where it's like, great, you're going to do that. How about... You do this year on you, and then next year come back and talk to me. Right. Well, Especially and for your event, you know, I'm sure you get tons gets, of like, can I have a free ticket? She yeah. gets people calling me Washington asking Pass. me to ask her for free tickets. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, you don't tell I me that. Her. No, I don't. I don't. I suffer <laughs> all the time. So I'm, this is going to segue perfectly into definitions, which is since the start of the show, I felt the need to, to define the words that we're using of our main topic um, because we typically don't use words properly you start you know if you and I are talking we come from different backgrounds maybe we come from different places in the U.S. and so there's a little bit different connotation kind of like there can be a different dialect um, so I think find it really important to go back to the definitions well this time around said seven years ago it, the whole climate has changed exponentially so originally I used to just look at dictionary online and look up the definition for some strange reason it looks different than what I originally had. So I went in and I checked out Webster's, and then I checked out Urban Dictionary. I will tell you, if you go and you look up words in all three of those, it becomes crystal clear why the younger generation has a very skewed understanding of the meaning of words. Let me explain. So in looking up the definition of the word social, dictionary, Relating to or designed for activities in which people meet each other for pleasure. Totally makes sense. Merriam-Webster, marked by or passed in pleasant companionship with friends or associates and living and breeding in more or less organized communities, especially for the purpose of cooperation and mutual benefit. Okay, those two, I really feel, kind of encompass what the, the brand of, of social has been to today. We're going to pause for a second because our lovely Jenna is going to tell us all about the next tasting that we're going to be doing right now. Dirty. 
uh, is it Dirty Cherries or what? Can't remember the name of the company. Um, they they have make cherries and olives that are free stuff. Oh right, right. Super high end, really really great. Um, not knocking them by any stretch of the imagination, but there really is something about a stuff. When they do it down when, when here they come in, it's like she said, Danish stuff. Um, they olives, do. but they do it by hand themselves. Just like Tracy said, that personal touch. Yeah. You know, somebody's actually taking the time to make sure that it looks and feels the right way. Yeah. So. All right, so we're going to okay. start off. Like, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. There's a lot of places that do not do this stuff. Um, no, 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 they don't. No, I nope. ask. Yeah, I'm like, like, so I did not know. Did <laughs> so tell us, take a sip. Tell well, us what you say. You can't see this, but I like Dirty. I like really. You're like, that's yeah, dirty. I like, dirty. Just, I like just dirty. I took it off. We might need more dirty. I like oh. Christina Aguilera dirty. Ooh. <laughs> Back in the day before she had kids. Yeah. <laughs> so this is her classic martini with the olive stuff with the blue cheese. When right. I mean dirty, Dated. they mean yeah. extra olive juice, which I love olives. Oh, there's two dirt. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I don't oh, need to use all the dirt. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, we're gonna have, we have a clean one. Yeah, we can have got enough to be able to try it out. Right. I still like the dirty because it has a little kind of a unique kind of the, taste to it instead of just straight off. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the new uh, restaurants where there's a mixologist, not just a bartender, mixologists out there are doing these type of new drinks. And bringing back some of the some of the original yeah, the old yeah the old the original old the yeah, original Manhattan. Manhattan yeah and what are those really mean <laughs> yeah putting new twists on it because there's new distillers that are doing really good Kentucky style bourbons oh and, yeah and bringing in different whiskeys and almost all of the top restaurants are making their own bitters you can even make yeah. your own bitters we should talk about that one day it's really straightforward easy. Well, Washington has become quite the quintessential. You know, obviously, we jumped into wine. Um, Our distilleries, to do a little side note here before I get into the urban dictionary of social, um, our distillers here in Washington have come together, and they do an amazing bed called Proof. We have over, I think, 90 distillers in Washington now. Um, When they originally started... Proof is awesome. Okay, and I'm just going to say, Proof is an event you Uber to and Uber home. You are not walking out of that sober by any stretch of imagination. But we'll get back to you with more of that in the future because Proof is one of our favorites. All right, so now this is where it gets interesting in definition. So this is the Urban Dictionary definition of social. A person who uses every possible way to communicate with as many... People or groups as possible, often using technology to do so via text messages, mass email, blogs, blogs, rocks or websites, and especially social media networks like Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, and more. I'm sorry, there is nothing. I'm going to totally refute that. That's not, that is social media. That is a social platform. That is, that is um, having... That is not being physically and present of social. social. Yes. Anti-social. And they say that the millennials are really, and the Very, very. I can't keep up with this generation more. Yeah. um, They really crave and want in person. And people do. Right. You're going to, you're going to find that. So they're starting to make their own money and like realizing that, you know, life is a little short and that unfortunately it's kind of a, a hair brain between entitlement and like working for it and making your money. It's like I know oh, yeah. all of us 
we've all traveled enough. And I, I, I have a personal saying, you know, yesterday's a memory, tomorrow's a dream, live for today, because you never know what's going to happen. Right. But and I'm so, also respectful and, you know, nothing's given to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't. That's one thing. We, you we've all lived through 2008. Oh, my oh, yeah. <laughs> And nine. And, and, and yeah. There's 110 distilleries, according to the uh, liquor board. Oh, they're up to Yes. Wow. I'm so Isn't excited. It makes me happy. All right, so we're going to go over the other definition. So that was social. So savvy, the de- definition of savvy. Dictionary, shrewdness and practical knowledge, the ability to make good judgment. Okay. Merriam-Webster, having or showing perception, comprehension, or shrewdness, especially special practical matters. Again, I mean, I totally get that. That's what I was raised with. Urban. Technically me, well-informed, perceptive, or shrewd. Technically, I have a hard time when you start the definition out with technically. It's kind of like, isn't that an oxymoron, or what do they call that with the, when you're using word to, to define it? I, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway. Not, technically is like saying kind of. Obviously. Kind of. I, mean, I don't know. It's kind of like trust me. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, and, and I know you from Adam, so no, I don't trust you. Um, so we took, and like I said earlier, we morphed the original definitions of the words, and when we came to the socially savvy, that's where the whole mantra of, you know, make everything better because you were there. If you're shrewd and you're perceptive, you're comprehensive, you're aware of what's going on, you enjoy engaging with people, those should be your keys to being socially savvy. The rest of it, as far as the events and stuff, that's where you start to really dial it in. Are you at a fashion show? Are you at a charity auction? Are you at a um, a little league meeting? I mean, are you at a BTSA social? Those that's where you start to really take into consideration the, the dynamics of the people there and when in Rome do with the Romans. But if you're always going into it with the idea of I'm going to make it better because I'm there. Sometimes making it better, if you don't know what to do, is just standing there smiling and agreeing and nodding. If you can't agree with something in a social setting, it's more appropriate for you to leave than it is for you to start something and disrupt. And if you're not adaptive to expressing yourself uh, within the context of where you are, if you're just, if, unfortunately, some people don't get know that, but if you, you get into that, like, I can't hear you, I can't, I'm just going to talk, um, it doesn't work. Well, and, right. and this is not to diminish that we all have no. opinions and thoughts no. that we may not necessarily agree. I mean, we may venomously disagree. If you venomously disagree that in a social setting where somebody, a host or a hostess, has put time and money or there is a charity there that is trying to support a great cause, you need to walk away. And if you want to have that dialogue with somebody at a later time, there People do it on social media all the time. That's called common decency. Right. Well, can I give an example? Sure. Please. I know. I knew this was going to be perfect. You know. (laughs) So a friend posted the Venice is Thinking on, I think it was Seattle Nightlife page. And the very, I think I did that late at night. I probably called you, right? Oh, I was up. Yeah, I was up. And, um. The first person, of course, to comment said, run, don't walk, this sucks. Yeah. And I was like... About your event. Yeah. yeah. About so the event. event plan, you take it very personally. Absolutely. Because, you know, you put yourself into your event. Also, it is your livelihood, right? So that's why I always feel for companies who are on Yelp, and you'll have people who are pissed off or 
you know. You need to be responsible as I yelpers, mean, let and, me and just do, say. Well, yeah, but and you do need to be responsible as business owners and event host planners. Yet, that woman, she had such a horrible time, which then she, I did ask her to give more information, and she did. Very snarkily. She gives me information. The first thing I do is research her. <laughs> she's got, she's got no influence. She's not a very nice person. And I'm like going, okay, you know, I get well, that. She was kind of negative person. I get that you're frustrated. I get that. But Regardless. that's not. She should have messaged you on the backside. Well, she should have read afterwards. Like that was, and actually, when she told me what year she attended, I'm like, you get it. Bad on me. That was I oversold the venue. Yep. It was too, you know, it was too packed. But again, what you said something about um, people don't read when right. they go to events. And no. it's like, if you bought the general admission tickets, there was no food included in that. If you bought right. the IP, there was. The, there's 600 people at this event. And yeah, there was one um, photo booth. There's going to be a line at things. Would you yeah. rather go to an event where there's nobody? I mean, I understand the frustration, right? right. Yeah. And I try not to have lines at the bar, so that is frustrating. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you have 600 people showing up to an event, a common sense person is going to know that there will be some lines, and that's why people like me go VIP because <laughs> I get to have access to a bar that other people, yeah. you know, you have to go get your drink right. early, maybe get two drinks yeah. if, if the venue allows it. You have to make a conversation. If you had contacted me after the fact and said that you were unhappy with the experience, I would have refunded your money. But totally. My father taught me that he had a that's what you do. Whether or not you, re- you agree with the person, you give them their business. You have the expectations. It's like, you know, you're a seasoned event. We're all seasoned event, but you're more seasoned. You can put on more than a lot of us. Oh, God. But yeah. it's also knowing that you set the bar up the right way. And if you go to an event, this isn't a bar. This is an event that's, you have an empty place. Right, yeah. And uh, you're making something out of nothing. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand. It's like, I expect this. It's, it's like, a listen, lot, you guys. It's a lot. There's yeah. a reason why that when I do an event, it, I do it every so often because it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, even culinary tours, I jump in mine a little bit. I do a culinary tour and I do tastings and I set that up ahead of time. I call ahead. I get people in order. I order the food. And granted, I'm only doing it for a small thing. And she's doing it for 600 plus people. And I've done a lot like she has, but there's a lot of coordination, you know, not just tables and chairs. You know, you've got the music, you've got security, you've got the lights, you've got the building. Insurance. I mean, you go on and on and on. How big is your checklist? How many pages now? Yeah. It's well, and that's the thing I think people forget about too, because again, being what the Urban Dictionary says about text messages, blah blah blah, we forget that human connection and communication on a verbal level sometimes can produce so much more for people than anything that can be put in a text or in an email or oh uh, we yes what sorry that's dark a serious moon. <laughs> dark moon oh my gosh okay this, this one's is one really pretty favorite. you guys yeah, this is very pretty so this is kind of our house seasonal spin on an old-fashioned instead of like simple syrup or sugar we sweeten it with madagascar vanilla liqueur and raspberry Ooh, liqueur nice. oh my yeah, word it's really yummy almost desserty but i could drink more than just one I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. So they do the big, huge square, which makes 
it allows for a slower water melting, melting of the, of the, of the ice so that you don't, it doesn't, yeah. Is that what it is? I mean, water, yeah. water being released into bourbon, scotch, and whiskey is a, is a good thing, but you don't want it released too fast. So let's try it. Right. Right. This, this will wake your <laughs> derriere up, I tell yeah. you that. Oh, wow. It's got all this. That's a whole bunch of taste in there. That's a little taste party. So if you take the kind of a Manhattan and you make it sweet, and then you throw on some dirty cherries on top, it's yeah, going to come you're back gonna flavor. You're going to be happy. Yeah. It's crazy. I like really like that. I am not. It's I, like kind of like sriracha on a donut. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of have to figure this out a little bit. While we finish on the event stuff, there, there, there's, there's another aspect that our dear listeners should know is that it seems too good to be true. It's it it is. is. Case in point, the fry. Again. Oh, that was horrible. That was and unfortunately, you know, it's the sad for those uh, listeners who feel entitled. Uh, it took it took them for a ride. It took their it money, did. and yeah. they never got it back. Right. This horrible. Nope. It was there. it was the Ponzi scheme of oh, events. Oh my god. And, um, yeah. and all of us who do events, you know, like I literally said, I posted, I, I was wedding and feeling oh, like I wanted an it. I seriously, my chest was red because I was like, oh my god, your oh heart god. is like going all out to these people. There, you know that he's got these. <laughs> I would. What, look, when it I occurred, would when it I occurred. Would. We were on there, and I talked to some of my other event friends. I'm like, you know, because we all kind of do the math. You know, right. as an event person, you're kind of like, okay, you just set the table. This this yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then you're like, you talk to your other event friends. You're like, hey, yeah. wait a minute. Why yeah. does this not? This, wait a minute. How can they do that? I mean, yeah. we, start, yeah. then we start second guessing your own event side. We're like, right. okay, it's called <laughs> the wrong vendor. It's uh, called right. mathy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what was a great idea? I was like, First of all, they did. For, for those of you who don't, we're talking about Fire F Y R E. It's a documentary one on Hulu, which I've not watched yet, and I watched the Netflix one. I Netflix it, it's the probably. greatest party that never happened. I think like high yeah. end influencers like um, the Kardashians. Yeah, like everybody. It starts the off. Generation. It starts off, and it plays. Unfortunately, men, you're kind of an idiot. It plays <laughs> to the to the sense of like. Look at these beautiful women on this wonderful beach taking these wonderful drinks. Look at that boat. Look at the star. Look at this music. Dance club. Do, do, do. Yeah. And that never happened. Nope. Nope. Give me some money. So, so with that said, yeah. um, I wanted to touch base just because we've all been a part of the social experience quite a bit. Um, there is a balance of bringing something valuable to the table and sharing versus demanding attention and belittling. Um, thought I would have each one of you guys kind of tell everybody how how you present being socially savvy um, and how that definition has grown with you. I mean, what do you, somebody came to you and said, you know, how do I be socially savvy? What would that, you know, your, your sidewalk verbiage be for them? So I guess my my 10 second version because most of the events that I do for my current company is their private events. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I said earlier was just RSVP. Be curious <laughs> about if you're going to be able to attend, we want you to attend. We want to give you an amazing experience, just like what Tracy does with her events and Jason does with his events and Albie does with her events. We want to give you our personal attention. But we can't give it to you properly if we don't know how many that we are expecting. Yep. 
So yeah. when we have that and we see your name, then we can get excited about you being there. And we can think about, oh, my gosh, Tracy really loves this. When I see her, I really want to talk about this. Or Jason, I know he loves wine. I'm so excited to introduce him to a particular wider. Oh, my gosh, LB's got this project going, so I want to make sure that I connect her with this person here so that RSP causes this whole synergy of other things to happen. It causes connection. It causes me to be able to pick out the particular wine. It causes me to be able to have Tracy be part of a conversation that I know that's going to be uh, potentially influential for her. So for me, that RSVP is part of being socially savvy and not the urban dictionary part of it, but the actual Webster. What does it mean to be interacting with another human being that breathes? Yes, exactly. (laughs) What about you, Grace? You want want to come back to you? Yeah, I think about it. Okay, Jason. What defines being socially savvy? How do how do you feel like you present it, and how do you feel like you've grown within that definition? I think uh, how I've grown uh, with events, and what you know, RSVP, and people. Uh, when I tell other young event people who want to do, or I wouldn't say young, sorry, uh, new started out, they want to do events, they have an idea. Go young to, to the events. social realm. Yes, new to that, uh, realize that there's people out there uh, as. And one of the things that's kind of struck me in, in that's kind of not, not bothersome, but it's kind of like to be a better person, not only be a better person, a better friend, a better man, is that that's really good. She's drinking the dirty martini. <laughs> really dirty green pasta. Kelly really is getting oh. the dirty martini. And I'm not a big martini drinker, but that's really, this really, really here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> socially savvy is kind of realizing that the words you have, I'm really big right now on words. I'm helping people get better jobs. I'm helping people, when you're at an event, setting expectations because in this day and age, they may not feel there's nothing worse than being blindsided and being uh, uh, subjected to something that's out of your control. Everything is in your control if you do it right. So love events, uh, drinking. We, we All these topics we've talked about over the years, eating properly, know the event you're going to, knowing the attire, knowing the people that you're around, controversial topics you shouldn't talk about, uh, stuff of that nature. I think for me, growing in my events, is is I've done enough now that when I do a culinary table where I have 20 people out of the house that I just rented in Rolla where everybody's been tasting wine all afternoon long, and everybody's got their filters off. There's a filter. <laughs> and it goes uh, away. It goes away. <laughs> it spit out at the front oh, door. Oh, yeah. And then you're doing a dinner, and you're tasting is to start gauging and kind of also know your audience. You know, I guarantee yeah. you there's somebody at Tracy's event that they start acting male or female, inappropriately, she's on it, she's like, you need to go over here and act inappropriately, not calling them out on the carpet, but kind of quietly taking the side. I think as a social savvy over the years, and we've talked about, we've slightly talked about it, but they're now more important now than they ever been. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of social socially savvy, there's me being socially savvy at other people's and then there's people being socially savvy at other So I think in terms of me trying to be socially savvy with other people, is that I really do try to bring, like I think I said earlier, like a win-win. Yeah. So, you know, 
Shelly, you've helped so much. Shelby, you've helped so much. And then that's like an eyeball to give back to you. It's like I don't just ask, 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 and then nothing in return. And then I will do for you as well. So that's basically And then in terms of attending other people's events, I mean, just um, I like, I'm a connector. So I like yeah. uh, figuring out who I can introduce to Jason or Shelly or to LB. And yep. And to help you become more successful, to help you sell more tickets, to help you get what it is you want. It's like a happy mess that I've Connection. That's Connection, yeah. I yeah. know that I've, I've directed some people towards you, you know, that, you know, women-owned businesses are strong, you know, right. and even, you know, showing other men to like look at other these connections and how to do how to make a better business because it is about money at the end if you're an entrepreneur who wants to do some whether it be events or makeup or car parts uh we have a friend that we all mutually know his first name is andy and he came up with this idea and he presented it and he now he's, he's oh, a really God. Funny i'm company. so proud of that young he, he is so it's cool so, it feels so strange to say young man because he's younger than me but to watch this this guy and uh, you want to talk about socially savvy and try events? Uh, Ski Johnson, when uh, I was with in communication with him, when he was an uh, influencer and pushing that event and promoting and producing that event, and he got a bad feeling about that. And I have to tell you, there is nothing more impressive to me than somebody who has the integrity to stand up and go, there's a red flag. Because I was yeah. on social media with him that day going back and forth on Facebook, and he goes, there's, this was the Ski Johnson event a few years ago that didn't happen. They kept uh, promising oh, people were going to show up. Uh, yep, it was a local, local it was Washington. a black and white yeah. event. Yeah. And I have to tell you, he was like, something's wrong. And I'm like, okay, what do you what do you need from me? I, I trust you, I believe you. We ended up, he's like, I'm going to be here, I'm, I'm in King 5 show up, and we're going to put, um, we're going to ask the question publicly. And I mean, it was flawless. Mia, she had the phone number, and she was able to on air prove this guy was doing fishy stuff. And I, it inspired me so much to make sure that whatever I put my name behind, I was very, very aware and followed through because I realized that there were people who said, you said, because I was just starting to promote events. And I had put my name behind this. And the second I found out something was wrong, I took it upon myself and I messaged everybody on the back side and said, start asking for your money back right now. And all those people got their money. And do you know that because of the fire festival that there's been some new um, legislation? Yeah. You are an influencer. You have to be responsible. And I think you have to put like hashtag ad right 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 a lot of that's being called out even now when you do an event it's kind of funny to look back in history about us who are still here i've seen people like acting <laughs> on events yeah it's going to be donations to this i mean oh, people start going, yes. well, who you donated to who's your charity 501c3s oh don't even get me started yeah. on that if you're gonna if you're gonna put a charity or something a donation be accountable announce to your audience let them know what's going on Make sure the charity is legitimate. Yeah. Actually, a real charity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very true. Yeah. You, Does it, that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not oh. going to get into that. That's <laughs> ugly. <laughs> That's a whole Okay. So, to wrap this, this segment up, um, me as a host of many events in my life, 
I look to where I can maybe be a silent extension for the host. Things like letting them know immediately of needs that I, if I see them, you know, do you need that the table need to be cleared? Um, can I clear it? Does garbage need to be picked up? Can I help with that? Um, being discreet and quiet, you know, if it was my event, I think, what would I want somebody to do for me? But that's because and, you're event. Yes, but, but you can take these thought processes. Yeah. I mean, have you had a dinner party? Have you had it where everybody's sitting at the table and you're the only one running the dishes? You know, right. think about it from that aspect. Um, engaging people who look like they need inclusion or are new to the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if you see somebody over in a corner, go over and introduce yourself yeah. and walk them over and say, you know what, I would love for you to meet one of my friends and, yeah. and, and introduce yeah. them to somebody else who's yeah. maybe sitting by themselves or a little bit quiet. And here's, here's the funny part is I know I talk a lot and I know I've been doing this for a long time, but this started because I was not raised in the social atmosphere. I did not know what to do. I did not know how to do it. And so I had to learn. And I didn't want other people to go through this blindly the way I did. So a light pink color uh-huh. and served in a highball glass yeah. with a slice of lime on the edge and a salty it's, it's a little I
Yeah, the tempura shrimp and the sliders. And then the owner, Lisa, her favorite is coming over, which is an ahi tuna. And it is blackened. They have it on the menu as sesame crusted, but you can order it blackened and um, create a totally amazing experience. It doesn't matter what your friends, if they're vegetarian, if they're uh, keto, I mean, there's something for everybody here, and the flavor profiles are amazing. I happen to know firsthand that the chef here, the new chef here now has a lot of catering experience, uh, comes from a vast background of lots of different foods, so we're expecting some new fun uh, versions of what is out here today. So Can I also add, the uh, it's their lounge area, area in the back. Ooh. And this is a really fun space to um, reserve for you and your friends. So we did this with a bunch of girlfriends. So we just all wanted a night out to go dancing for somebody's birthday. And this is perfect. It was really fun. You get to see everybody still that's out there. So you can oh, yeah. see everybody and what's going on. Um, you get to have your little area with your girlfriends and, and have the, you know, and they're always, you know, for, for happy hour portions, they are very generous. So come by, tell them Socially Savvy sent you, and uh, see what your favorite's going to be. And while they're passing all the food around, I have you guys taste while I move on with the topic because I want to make sure that we cover some of our fabulous sponsors. Seattle Uncorked is a social wine club for wine enthusiasts to meet new friends and network with others who love wine. Unlike most wine clubs whose purpose is to sell wine, Seattle Uncorked is a resource to learn about fun events and classes. There's no membership fee to join. Members will receive a membership card and weekly emails with notices of events. Check out their upcoming event, Cab Classic, on March 2nd. You will be hearing at the um, at the very end of the show some of our uh, fun events coming up. I realize I'm going to have to talk kind of fast because we've been having way too much time. Right. <laughs> um, oh, my God, yeah. For, we've got until 8 o'clock. If you're a socially savvy listener, you want to show up before 8 because we will be giving away a couple of prizes. And one of those prizes is two tickets to Cab Classic. And if you Ooh, like Cabernet, you do yeah, not baby. want to miss it. So. He does. He does a fantastic job. All right, I'm going to jump forward. I was going to do socialite, but we don't really need to do that. Um, We're going to pop up here and chat about some upcoming and long-term sponsors. One of them, uh, when you're talking about wines and boutique and fun, great spaces to go check out. Um, If you're looking for a a new experience in wine tasting, a lot of you know about the Hollywood Hills. But there is the Warehouse District, and one of my favorite wineries over there is Michael Florentino. They're a boutique winery that features Spanish and um, Italian-type wines. They have been a long-standing sponsor, as well as they are, again, another one of the prize sponsors for tonight. So if you can get your little tush in here before 8 o'clock, you're going to be put in for one of those prizes. Okay. And moving on, food. (laughs) So what do you guys think? So what do you feel is different about the, the quesadilla that you are eating here versus other places? I don't know if it's different. It's just good. And this is on the happy hour. Yep. And to refer back their happy hour pricing for food. And they have 20 items on the menu that are four to eight dollars. Oh, wow! Like all of you, that's yeah. Amazing. If you're I'm sorry, if you're balling on a budget, you know you got kids in yeah. college and stuff, come here. 
I'm going to be touching base with Cab Classic March 2nd at Porsche Bellevue. This grand wine tasting event features the new act and king of the grapes. This event helps raise funds for one of Northwest's favorite local charities, Talk It Up TV. Be kind, changing the world through positive messaging. And West, Western Washington Golfers. That's going to be at the Centralia Field Event Center on February 16th and 17th. Get a chance to jumpstart on the 2019 session season with Seattle Golf Show. Again, all these events can be found on our events pages, Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment and Socially Savvy Seattle Events and Entertainment. We would like to thank some of our sponsors, Seattle and Corks, Power of Sheep, Sparkly Nice, Talking Rain, and remember, make every event better because you were there. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a socially savvy week. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Clink, 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 clink. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot how, how as much as I think I have it under control having an itinerary how out of control again. So much fun though. <laughs> oh you should have heard the, the the beginning when I almost was doing the odds or uh uh I was oh my god. <laughs> Right. Well, I have found though that when I have, but you got, you guys are all experienced folks, so and 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 speakers. Now, when I have other people who aren't as experienced, it the cues make them feel much more comfortable. Right. And you know, it's like Jenna. She she was really nervous. I was like, you know, just come over. Don't worry about it. I and and I go, it's not so much about you. And she goes, no, I hear it's not. It's not about me. Okay, I'm okay. It's yeah. talking a little slower, talking clearer. Yeah. Uh, there's no us. No you kind of think ahead of what you're going to say, so therefore you right. don't waste the airtime. Right. Not able to, you know, quit with the shits and the fucking the damn and all that. Right. Yeah. You know, as much as we have a right to swear, um, we learned. We don't. But as is over, I do give class to people at work and the business environment how to give business talks when they want to get their point across, especially if you're a junior staff or meeting they want to talk to a, a mid-level manager or senior level manager of how to slow, slow yourself down. When you really want to know what you're talking about, like it's XYZ rigid. You know, and be cautious, not something to add on to the clip, or it is like some colloquial word. My sister was listening, so it went through. Yes! Why have I never met you? Uh, because she lived in California for a long time. Love her to death. Great, great. Huh. She's, she's adorable. She's getting better. She's just... Holy shit, they, they pour a strong drink. <laughs> no, they do. Strong. They, it is I a know. strong drink. This is one of my favorites yeah. here. Take like a little nappy over Holy the corner. Crap. Crap. It's like, You're going to help us drink it, right? Woohoo! Okay, so Manhattan's and um, what's the other one? Old Fashions were my invitation. Okay, but I have to, I have to tell you the 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 one thing that helped me the most, Rainier to, or Rainier Club did a bourbon scotch a, a bourbon scotch party, and I they they had a, a specialist there, and so I went up to him and I said. I've drank bourbon and I don't like it. He goes, let me help you. And so he he took me like wine, like with red wine. They say it's a palate development. Yeah. Yeah. He took me through 
four or five bourbons and helped me develop my palate by asking me, well, what do you like to drink? It's your, do you like vanilla or do you yeah, like exactly. or do you like sriracha? What are your three? If you had to pick between. Oh, no, it's fresh. It's fresh. Like a hot pot. Oh, no, no. It would not be fresh. Do you like vanilla or then cinnamon? What would be your choice if you had the choice between the two? Well, I don't like usually two things, but I would say over those two, but like vanilla more than two. Okay, all right. We don't go to the social hour, and you might be able to come by. Not super sweet, because we're never going to bourbon or a scotch in there. You're never going to be super sweet. Yeah, when I taste it, it tastes like... um, Yeah. Something it's like gasoline going down my like throat. Clean with the water back. Right. Uh, like I like mar- I don't like martinis, but I like dirty martinis. Right. Yeah. See, I don't like martinis. Me too. I hate. You like the brine. It's more yeah. about the brine. Yeah. I don't like martinis, but I like dirty martinis. Same thing with whiskey. It's like I'm not a really huge whiskey fan. Uh, whiskey as in, in Scotland. But I can drink a quality one. It's the same with right. tequila. I'm not a big tequila, but I like a good tequila. Right. Or, you like or, a sipping tequila. Yeah, yeah. Cognac. Yeah, exactly. I love cognac, but I don't really like brandy. Right. Even though they're the same kind of style and grace in the same area. Right. Same thing with champagne. People are like, oh, I like Don Perignon. It's like, uh, I don't like them. I don't have Prosecco. Ah, I know, right? I don't have Prosecco. Oh, when I went to Chapman, yes. Oh my God, that was such an eye opener in terms of we were drinking bottles of champagne from Champagne, and the oh, the it was I you would have loved it, and the little family-owned right. champagnery is that what you call it? I don't know. Champagnery. Um, 